Hey, what's going on, guys? So today, my guest, I've gone uh, high school with him. Uh, he's very out there. A lot of people would label him as a conspiracy theorist. I would just think he's misunderstood. Let's get to know him a bit better. His name's Damien Kirk, a.k.a. Crazy Damo. You're listening to the Everyday People Podcast. That's it. It's done, bro. How you going, bro? You nervous? Yeah, a little bit, actually. Yeah, you got a lot to say, man. <laughs> All right. This is a mad setup, actually. I actually don't mind this. Thanks, bro. It's my little uh, sanctuary. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, actually. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think I'd be nervous, but I actually am. I knew I knew you would change. Like You were pretty <laughs> confident, but yeah, it's not that easy, man. It's not that easy. Nah, I, that's why I commend you for um, doing this. Um, yeah. <coughs> it's it's knowing hard. you and uh, how we grew up together, I knew how... Something like this is uh yeah man. really out there for you, but it's yeah it's pr- it's pretty fun. I'm learning a lot, so mm. um, so you want to just tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, where do we start? From from the beginning, <laughs> man. Hey, just remember we've got sixty minutes, so yeah yeah, yeah. don't go too far. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll get into the important stuff. But we'll start off from your upbringing. Ah uh, yes, I was um born in New Zealand, born in Auckland. Um, my dad actually come here for a weekend for a holiday or something, and then um he didn't come back, and he said. We're moving here, and then my mum and me and my sister come over, uh, I think like a month later, and then we started living in West Melbourne, never left. And um, Same area. Yeah, always I'll turn it off. I love it out here. I love it out here. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else in Melbourne. It's just... It's all right. It's real here, man. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Yeah, so I yeah, went to primary school here, went to a Catholic school around the corner. Yeah. St. Leo's. <coughs> From there, ended up at um, Williamstown Bayside, uh, the brother-sister school of Altona. Altona, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the we dirtier version. <laughs> now it was good in Williamstown. It was a bit, um, it was weird though, because I felt like I was the only brown fellow there for a while. Yeah, what were you like as a kid? <coughs> oh, very shy. Shy as? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Way different now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you grow up a bit, you get come into a bit of a manhood a bit, and um. Start speaking out, but yeah, I was so shy, bro. Everybody used to just go, "Why do you speak?" Or too sensitive, or you're a little girl, or it's crazy it. how much like it would change, eh? From then, yeah, and um, I think once people start telling you that, you just like go into that little tunnel. Of, do you uh, reckon the shy guys sort of coming out because you're on a podcast now, <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Sort of feels like <laughs> it. Yeah, I, <coughs> I think everybody always wants to go into a podcast when you get here. It's a bit... Uh, yeah, man. It's still hard. Like I, know, I thought after the first episode, it'd be a bit easier. But still, I'm just like, so, so how do I keep this thing going? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But um, what was it? What, was it, what were we going to talk about first? Oh, so you were, as a teenager, you were very sporty. Oh, yeah. That's, still is. I still love sport. But um, especially as a teenager, I would play rugby union in the morning. And yeah. then we'd play rugby league together in the Arvo. Yeah. Then... Summer, I was playing touch rugby. It's always. Yeah, just, and then active. even when we were at school sports, just always playing whatever sport we could do. I just love everything about sport, the competitive attitude. I'm, I'm still filthy about losing a bar, uh, table tennis match in Bali against one of the boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I love sport. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you learn heaps of lessons from um, all, the, all the sporting accolades, all the failures, all the training. Especially the training, I didn't realize how until I played AFL, like a local AFL. I was like, 
how much training you really have to do to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just growing up, did you like were you sort of like on the brink of like making it a bit further than just local? Yeah, yeah. So, a few of the older boys, like um, I remember Corey and that, they're like, "Oh, you got to go. You you got to get out of here. You can you can make it." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But um, <coughs> I didn't really have any uh father figures around me or like mentors to be like. Uh, you just what you got to do. You got to work hard because I didn't. I didn't know what working hard was like with training, and that was yeah. really was. I thought I did, but I just thought um, talent would get me there. And as soon as you got out of high school, eighteen, you're just like far out. It takes a lot more than what different you actually, ball gamer, bro. It's <laughs> yeah. So I went to move up to. I moved up with um Brogan and Tezza and that for a bit. Couple but the boys, yeah. And then I um yeah up to New South Wales to start playing rugby there. But I get real homesick, real. Real bad, real yeah. quick. And I, I didn't last there because I just, I didn't have the foundations of what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Instilled in me. Yeah. And, yeah, come back to Melbourne, got a bit lost for a while. Like, I, yeah, but, <coughs> yeah, it's always uh, played on me a bit that I didn't make it or I didn't know what to do when it came to time to really knuckle down and um, get into sport and, what it really took because it started to get pretty professional at our school when we ended up doing a talented sports program yeah and we'll align with the storm whatever at bayside and then captaining that and i was just like you thought it was just gonna it's gonna be so easy just gonna everything's gonna work out for you and then that's why one of my biggest quotes now is um hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard that's one of the and yeah for the future with um with children with um Whatever I get into, I'm just gonna instill that into. You gotta work hard, huh? just, It's not yeah, just gonna happen. N- <laughs> talent will only get you is so there far. Any, is there any proof that that that's that's true? Who's who do you reckon? Well, like the storm. Le- LeBron James is he? Is he? Is he one? <laughs> like the storm? Nah, don't worry about the storm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, seriously. Um, hard work does beat talent. I know for myself because I am a bit of an athlete myself. <laughs> now, nah, um, so. Growing up as well, so uh, your background, what's your background? Yeah, full Māori. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love everything about my culture. I'm <coughs> I've always uh, been stuck between both worlds, living here, but knowing that I'm full Māori and um, embracing it till its fullest that I can and not being surrounded by it. So it was always tricky at school too. I was just yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people have that problem as well when they move down here. Yeah. From what it, I've noticed. It's... um. Especially, I was just surrounded by Aussies. Yeah. Um, I think and my nickname was Hori. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's such a casual thing. But looking back on it now, I'm just like, it's a bit, there's a bit more to it. Just, um, but then when you guys come to the school, it was better because like all the yeah. rugby boys, I was like, it was, um, it was easy to get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had your click to go, to go to easily yeah, that you just fit in with. Had, had our people. Yeah. I think it's just that league thing. It's not even just about being a Maori. Oh, I just sorry, man. I, I say Maori, sorry, man, because I'm all just I'm just true blue as well. Yeah, all the Polys love the Poly brothers and sisters too. <laughs> so, um, how did Crazy Demo start, man? <laughs> I, know, I just played on it a bit. But yeah, I know. People, I, people, you've taken it on, which is which is which is good. <laughs> but cause I've come back a bit from it now because I'm like, oh, if you haven't got it by now, you're probably not going to get it. So <laughs> yeah, some but people uh, think it's like. Think it like you're full, you're full serious, but like <laughs> obviously you're always taking the piss at the same time. Oh, I've always been like that, taking the. But piss. yeah, so you've got a lot to say, man. So where do you want to begin, bro? I don't 
know, bro. Where do we want to go? Um, uh, you were saying, I think you were saying, oh, uh, <laughs> something happened, and that, that 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 was the beginning of it. So, oh, there, yeah, there was a moment where, um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember what we're talking about now. Um, somewhere between two thousand and three, got to get a bit of conspiracy here. 2003. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have any... I need a tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh, I'm spewing I didn't bring one, man. Yeah. But go on. 2003, 2005. I remember we were sitting in Tez's room just down the road here. And I think it was Adam Leslie. He brought over um, his hard drive and he had this um, he had this documentary about 9-11. It was called um, Nine Pence, I'm pretty sure. And it shook me to my core. At, at, at that young age and then from then i've always just followed the money and the names and when you the more you dig into it the worse it, it got and i was just like far out this wor- world is fucked <laughs> and i mean I, in the way that um the systems and the society is set up around us it's re- it's we're not actually living we're just like the walking dead yeah, i know there's a bit more to it i don't know how conspiracy we want to go but like yeah, money is the root of all evil. They always say, and then wherever you looked, there was a, there was a, these names: the Rothschilds, the bloody, uh, <laughs> the Rockefellers. Come a bit closer when you talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was always these names. There was always this money. You look at pre nine eleven. There was like seven countries left that didn't have like an international monetary fund bank, like an IMF. And as soon as nine eleven finished, they started saying Muslims were terrorists. And the seven preceding countries to invade, they um, yeah, they invaded them and put in um their own like IMF banks, so that they can control the country pretty much because they didn't want like uh, Libya, Gaddafi. They didn't want places like that. He wanted a gold standard for his country to be separate from, pretty much separate from the system. So they relied on themselves a bit more and not on the society or the systems. And then you, s- I know, <laughs> bro. This is like we're only ten minutes in. And it's already so deep, but <laughs> it's all it's all good, man. I think everyone wants to hear this. What you want to say about this sort of stuff? Yeah, stuff like that. Like, <coughs> but I want to wh- see how like how it affects you as well. You know? Yeah, like just following the money and w- yeah, I keep coming back to the money. But you look at the money and then you look at the people that control it and then the systems they implement and the countries they invade, Afghanistan for the poppy seeds and the oil, or they go to Libya because he wanted to back his own country by a gold standard because they've got oil that oil everywhere now. They got invaded a couple like 10 years ago, I think. Took Gaddafi out, United Nations went in there. Now there's civil war. Before that, it was a thriving economy of their own on their own standard. He he would if you had a child, you'd get money. If you wanted to go to international um, university, they'd pay for it. If you wanted to start up a farming business because they need more agriculture in the country, they'd I think they'd give you $50,000. There's all this back in this <laughs> back in the system, back in their own country, back in their own um yeah, their own resources so they could be self funded But yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just that's just man. but that's one little part. So that's two thousand three you, you you come up with all that around two thousand, two thousand five? I think it was around there because it was wasn't too long after nine eleven then we were watching it and we we're like, How can this be real that nine eleven isn't real the way it happened? Because so, yeah, most tell. most people would watch that and just be fuck. What the fuck is that about, man? And then they would go home and then just be like, yeah, "All right, yeah, what's that?" Yeah, yeah. So you just dug deeper and deeper. <laughs> I've always been like that, though. I've always been uh, the one to yeah. Think I'm outside not surprised. the box. <laughs> yeah, like 
I've always enjoyed history and real history, the history that we're not told. So at this stage, it's 2005, and then your life, what's <laughs> going on after that? That's about to 2006. You you graduated? No, 2007. Five. I think you graduated 2006. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was even though we were like, man, I don't want people to know how old I am. I graduated early because I was uh, too smart. But keep going. Yeah, even though we were um, born, I think we were born in the same year, but I was a year ahead because I was a bit smarter. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I was woke. (laughs) I was just born in February. That's all. Oh, yeah, Um, that one. So that was tricky too because, like, all my mates were like turning 18. I was 16. So I had all my mates turning 18 and you were a year below me, but we were all the same age. You were like in the in between age. Yeah, so I was always yeah, everywhere in life. I feel like I've always been stuck between both worlds, between uh, Australia and Aotearoa, or um, you know, like being back at school or trying to fit into the society, but knowing how corrupt or like heinous it really is. The systems that we Damn, live under. not the people, not the people, but like the systems that we live under. It's uh, yeah, when you go deep into that, it's not very nice. But I'm I'm still happy because yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you f- you graduated high school in 2005, and then fatherhood started to come along, wasn't it? Nah, straight nah, after that, that was, that, was a, that was a few years later. That oh, was it? Yeah, I, I swear I thought it was straight after. No, no, no. no. You forget how old we are, bro. Yeah, true. <laughs> nah, that was a f- that was a, like five years later. It was okay. um, yeah, we'll just that's when I moved up to New South. Oh, that's Didn't right. Come back. I think I was, I was playing, I was playing Union for a few years, with Powerhouse. Um, so at yeah, this stage, you still rounds. still just trying to figure it out. Oh, just yeah, just like I think I went did the Thailand thing with the boys. You know, yeah, yeah. you just you just work and then go out, work and go overseas, work, play sport. It was just that, just that thing, and then um, yeah. 2010. 2010, and then I remember you saying 2011, uh, tragedy oh. happened, and yeah. that changed everything <coughs> for you. Is that what yeah, it was? That, 2011. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's another thing that shook me to my core. So I had a my cousin, who I looked up to as an older brother. Um, he was at work, and then there was a massive crane come down, and he died at work. And before that, I hadn't really spoken to him much over the last year or so. So when that shook me, I was just, I, I was like, I was like, I was down and out, man. I was just like, fuck, I didn't get to say goodbye. Um, yeah, and then we, there was a, even, f- it took like eight years for the court case for it all. But yeah, that shook me to my core because when you don't get to say goodbye to someone that like you looked up as your older brother, oh, sorry, I'm doing a bit of a thing here, but... Sorry. <coughs> Yeah, and then when there was a big thing, we had to get him back home, and then, yeah, we got him back to Mitsumitsu where I'm from, and then, yeah, coming back, it took me, like, probably a year to really um go through it all, and then, yeah, the, uh, <coughs> I was having, like, heaps of dreams, and I was speaking to him, and um, there was this one dream where I actually finally got to say goodbye. Yeah. And it, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I expect to get serious. <laughs> That's all good, bro. But after that um, one dream, <coughs> I started to feel way better. 
But then from that, like that one dream, because this, this is where another quote of mine comes into it. Like the devil will sell you ninety nine truths for one lie, and um, from that, I felt like I'd been become woke, but yeah. really, you just become more asleep because the spirits of the bad spirits they 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 prey on your vulnerabilities. <coughs> And you were vulnerable as at that time, so. Yeah, because I was vulnerable, I was like down and out, and then my kind of passed away, and then, yeah, and then from then, even though I had heaps of nightmares when I was um a kid, I always had sleep paralysis, like. I had that once, man, I don't know uh, if I had that again, but so you would have had that heaps. It's the worst, you just wake up, you can't move. You yeah, don't. I've had it once, I didn't, I couldn't figure out what it was, but. Do you want to know what it is? No, <laughs> oh, well, if you want to bring it up, man. <laughs> no, oh, oh, people should know. It's like demons preying on you and they're sitting on top of you because you're like vulnerable to it. Like when you open yourself up to that world, they come after you. And this is why I like, I really call people out on um, spirituality these days because. Yeah, I remember you saying. Because a lot of people, there are all these spirit guides, all these spirits, they only ever seem to be good. But when I look around, I, I don't see it that way. I just think. Like I said, the devil will sell you 99 truths for one lie. So they'll prey on your vulnerabilities. They'll prey on you and say, oh, yeah, yeah, go and do this. Like after my um, cousin passed away, I started seeing, getting into tarot cards, seeing psychics, seeing mediums, and um, went down that whole new age spiritual. Yeah, I've never, been, I've never been into that sort of stuff. But yeah, don't get on that. Yeah, no, I never would. No offense if you do. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> you might end Wake up. Wake up, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might end up doing Bikram Yoga. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, it'll, this is, I'm pretty hard on this these days because I've, I feel like because I've been on the other side of it and I can see what it does to people. It makes them woke and so they start, they start putting, oh, if I have this crystal in my hand, I'm going to feel this way. Or if I do this meditation, I'm going to feel this way. And it's fine, but like when you're, what's the word? When you're, what you're, what you're doing and what you're saying doesn't align with reality. You can, you can kind of see where it's going wrong. Like I don't, I was looking for another word for it, but um, people say, oh, if I just think positive thoughts, thoughts, everything's gonna be positive, but then they post negative shit. If you get what I'm saying, <laughs> like there's a lot of contradictions in and hypocrisy that come out of New Age. Like a thing I've noticed a lot about New Age is that um, all, a lot of them get attacked, even though they're doing being so positive. Like I was attacked, like sleep paralysis. Oh, this that reminds me. Before I forget, this one experience I had, another one that shook me to my core. So <laughs> I was sleeping and I and I woke up and then I. I knew something was in the room. And you know how you hear those stories where they're like, oh, I've seen a figure in the room. And I and I, I just knew there was something up, so I had to get up to turn the light on because I was scared shitless. And when I um when I turned the light on, the bloody the light exploded and went... <laughs> I'm not even... And people really think I'm lying, but I'm not lying. Are <laughs> you sure it wasn't a dream, man? No, I'm serious because I ran down the stairs and I was like, fuck, what the fuck's going on? But... It wasn't a dream, bro. I'm telling you, it felt like the movies. You know, in the movies where the lights yeah. go, 
it happened and I was just like, fuck, man, what the hell is going on? And when I think about it, it was like when I was deep-ish into um, New Age, like trying to use sage and trying to use crystals, trying, yeah. to, trying to sleep a certain way, facing east or whatever. Because like, you read all these, read too many books, too many philosophy books or... When you were going through that, you would try... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to read anyway, but then when... Like I said, they pr- praise on your vulnerabilities, and they want you to go to learn about chakras. They want you to go learn about um, Kundalini. They want you to meditate. They want you to use sage. They want you to use crystals. They want you to use all these things. You use all these things, and you shit still gets far out. Man. Hey, before b- before you keep going, if <laughs> if you're into all this sort of stuff, I want to hear what you have to say. So just like I don't know, just hit me up. I want to know what you what your side is. But yeah, go on, Demo. Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's I'm glad I'm out of it though. Because once you, when you um, how do I put this? When you're in it, you pretty much got your head up your own ass. <laughs> I know it's gonna offend people, but like I'm serious. Like that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're walking around. Oh, when did you wake up? Oh, what's your star sign? Oh, you're yeah. Pricing. Star signs, me. I'm just like, well, come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. I, Seriously, <laughs> fuck. Go on. I just I don't like the um. It's too subjective. Like one person will say one thing, another person will say another thing, and everybody's interpretations are all over the shop. <laughs> that's what. That's the thing I don't like about it. And then you got all the people saying, "Oh, I don't like titles," but then they've got Pisces or thing in there. Uh, Man, bio. I swear, I know that you've got that much to say, <laughs> and we've only got an hour. But um, so let's let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Man. So hey, it's your show, bro. Yeah, yeah. hey, man, you've, we've got forty. We've got forty minutes left. So, well, yeah. Well, next topic, other thing. Slap it out nice and quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I have to get this off my chest. Is that I growing up? I was I went to a Catholic school, so I hated religion, and it turned you away from. I'm gonna say the word God. Um, <laughs> It, it turned it kind of turned you away from, it turned me away from God. I was probably a bit more agnostic, so I used to view like that's sh- that's you, that's me, but we're like connected like that as and that's God. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> that's bro. you, yeah. That's me, and like that's the universal connection of like us being God. Okay, and like kind of kind of saying that like we're God. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I used to. That's, <laughs> that's how I used to view the world, but like. And my saving grace. That's crazy. Yeah. Like honestly, I, I was like, <laughs> "What is?" Oh, that's that's God. That's connection, and that's that's you. That's me. Just remember, this is the audio podcast as well. Only some people will see that. <laughs> Hopefully, they watch the YouTube, bro. Get you some views. And nah, don't worry. About, I'm not, not about the views, bro. But <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, when I I kind of figured out really the plane of existence that we live on. It pointed me in a direction that I didn't want to go down, and it was scared. It was scary for me to acknowledge that we live under a creator, and I don't like using the word source or energy or consciousness. It's actually a divine being to me, and then I, Yahweh. That's how. That's that's what I stand under now. After being on the other side of it, so, and it's a bit. So I went from like polytheistic views, like views of many gods or whatever. To more a monotheistic, just there, there is only one, and we come from him, and we we stand. And if you stand under him and be obedient, um, and have faith, and I've felt it the last 
couple of years. I was coming out of it the last couple of years, but like really pretty much since COVID is really, I was just like, you know what? It has to be this. And since I've done that, just my, I felt my life change around, change so much. Just opportunities got sent my way that I wasn't even asking for, which we'll get into later. Um, yeah, I just become so much happier. Uh, gonna be lost in this <laughs> but um yeah and just from the moment i acknowledged that and i'm gonna stand under a creator just my life turned around it was just like no more i don't like the i don't like the title of depression but like when we got back from bali last year i was just like fuck man what the fuck's going on i was just in a constant repeat that nine to five yeah bloody doing doing the same old shit job you don't want to do and um yeah just coming out of that and then as soon as I stood under the creator I just said you know what you need to take the reins and I just need to listen more and since then I've been able to really pivot my so life. So what do you what do you mean listen more listen to who? Our creator <laughs> through through the bible and through the King James version though and started reading more scripture and I aligned that to history that I'd already real history that I'd been looking into about Deuteronomy curses are like who that aligns to, and the like the twelve twelve tribes of Israel. And what is so? What is this thing you're believing in now? Where does like is Islam sit with that? Like in your eyes, I just want like being like a, as a Muslim. So I'm a Muslim. I want to hear what you what what. what yeah, you think. well, they are. Yeah, it's it's kind of have to be like one or the other, and well, I guess we'll only find out when we die. <laughs> but. Yeah, well, I've, I've grown up, grown up around all Muslims here in Altenador. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of <laughs> so many. There's only a few here. Yeah, <laughs> so many good, good mates and yeah, around this area. So I've used uh, Muslim people are amazing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the, those bad ones. They just they love to just <laughs> they love to just bring those ones up in the news and that just to make us look even worse. Bro, some of the food you smell around this area is so <laughs> amazing, man. And like, honestly, I. If shit goes down in Melbourne with what's been going on, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else because, like, you know, everybody's got their back around each other, with each other around this area compared to other places where it's just like, oh, by myself or I've walked every street of Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> but around this area, it's so good, bro. Like, people, I leave, I leave my keys and the window down in the car at the front and it's still there. Like, it, bad shit doesn't happen around here like the way people think it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh, you want to get into that opportunity you were talking about, or do you want to talk? Yeah. Oh, whenever. Maybe I just finished that one off. That was, yeah, but yeah, it was just um, yeah, standing under God and reading my Bible and Scripture and the, uh, and yeah, just seeing that real turn in my life. That because I was very depressive, uh, in de- depressed. But I don't like using that word because like again these titles that they put on people and they start living in those titles of like oh you're depressed so you need to go get these tablets but i'm so against the pharmaceutical companies that's not funny like what they do to people that's another rabbit hole i don't know how much time we can't probably can't go down that one yeah we can't go down (laughs) we'll we'll definitely have you back on (laughs) when i get more famous (laughs) no no um yeah we'll definitely get you back on but i think we have it more structured properly yeah, at the moment I'm just like just, just going learning a bit. Just no, nah, not not learning. I was pretty underprepared with this one, so I was just like going on the fly. So I don't know which questions to ask <laughs> you. Sorry, guys, if you're listening, but um, 
you were mentioning being a family man. So you want to talk about being a family man? Yeah. Um, and when, when you look in society too now, like they're trying to get rid of pronouns and they, and you're not allowed to be him or her or she or they're trying to get rid of the family unit. And when you break down the family unit and you have a lot of single like uh, mothers or fathers or absent fathers or mothers, you, you can see how society goes the way it does. Um, I'll get more into it, but <laughs> when you look at the pre-60s revolution, when um, rock and roll, sex, drugs, rock and roll became cool, before that it was all about the 50s, was before that it was all about having a family family unit, you could live off one wage, you would get married, you'd have kids pretty much straight after school. By 2021 20, you'd have two kids in a house and it that would be like a good family unit and you'd be living in a community. The 60s revolution come along, or so-called revolution, Beatles mania, all this music. It, life became about, nah, I don't need to have a family. I'm going to go, I'm going to go take drugs, LSD. I'm going to go to Woodstock. I'm going to go have orgies. I'm going to go bloody, just, I'm just going to be a loose unit. And you can see from there how like the family family unit is is there's been a big hole and from that now they don't even want us to be calling ourselves man or woman if there's places in like i think portland or california where you can go to you can go to prison if you mispronounce someone if they don't want to be known as a uh, him or she oh or God, i'm ridiculous. not even joking this is how stupid the word's getting there <laughs> that's but so ridiculous like they're trying of course to you know that <laughs> fact that you look back on history too like at the fall, I think on Joe Rogan's podcast, somebody mentioned this, at the fall of every great society or empires, the boundaries between man and what woman was or is, there was always some um, disarray there. And you can see it now. It's happening, especially in Melbourne. We're a very leftist state where, like, the um, religious beliefs, you're not allowed, even allowed to go and preach on the street. You might go to prison. Um yeah, and all that comes back to another biblical sense, man and woman. The laws we live under apply to man and woman. Or yeah, they apply to a man and woman. <sighs> I'm trying not to go too deep here. But <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do it, man. We're already halfway. Yeah, I know, but it's just, um, yeah, I think the core of a, a good society is a godly marriage and godly society with um, a covenant that you make together, man and woman. And then you have children, and you t- teach those children about godly values. It's you don't. The Ten Commandments and more commandments are built into us. You shouldn't you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't steal, you should worship your parents. Um, there's a few more in there, like don't have graven images. Like those are instilled into us when we're born. You don't need a you don't need something to tell you that you shouldn't kill, lie, steal, cheat. But we live in a society where. Um, They've kind of made a call, or they have made a call. Like, I think uh, hitmen are praised. You got all these movies where yeah. all of that goes down, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's so funny." But when you take a deeper look at it, it's all been a big ploy to smite God's creations, which we are, and to um, yeah, break down the family unit. When you break down the core values of a family. Can see what happens. Wow, this is actually getting as deep as I thought it would, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if, like, when you look at 
um, like uh, nationalities of color, like uh, like in Maldi, for instance, like we're some of the most incarcerated people in um, in the world per capita, and a lot of kids didn't grow up with dads for the last like two generations, and obviously when that happens, you're gonna turn to a bit of crime. You know, there's more to it. I won't. I know we're running low on time, but like, yeah, you look at people of color and the way they're incarcerated compared to other people, and then they're like two or three times more likely to go back into prison. It's just like a repetitive cycle of like pretty much money making for, because prisons are like uh they're not governmentally owned they're privately owned corporations that their interest and the way they make money is to have people in prison and i know it's happened in america where the the prisons have sued the government for not living up to their end of the bargain by putting people in prison and that's why you see a lot of colored people go to prison for 20 years just for having bloody some dope on them Whereas, and they'll lock up brown people more, coloured people more. Because they know they're more likely to go back They're more likely to come back. They're worth millions. People like us are like, we're worth millions in the system because it's it's an interest of theirs to have people fucking up and then keep getting back in the system. system. It's like a vicious cycle. And yeah, that's why you're seeing, you know, with like um, NWO and all the record labels, they, there was... They wanted people to be gangsters and be like, fuck the police. NWA. Uh, Nick's Revenge? Oh. Yeah, you said N- NWO. Oh, did I? <laughs> I was wrestling. <laughs> New order. Yeah, NWA. Yeah, so they wanted they wanted people in prison and that's why they really perpetuate, like, violence and gangs through that and people obviously go that way. How are we going for time? We're going good for time. Uh, 34 <laughs> minutes. Um, I think I'll start asking my questions in <laughs> 10, 10 minutes, but... um. Yeah, what else do you want to talk about while you're on here? Oh, I don't know how, how, how deep we can go sometimes, but I don't know. Just um, just what people, what I just people need to look a bit deeper into what what's really happening, and like, even though uh, it's hard with the English language because it's so popular now, but the words we use every day, they keep us in this lower state of being. It's just like very black or white words uh, I know you speak another language and you've probably got words that mean numerous things and they've got many foundations to it one of my favourite ones is like tamariki uh, in Māori that, that's English translations like offspring or children or more than one and that's all in English but when you when you break down the word tamariki in Māori it means divine chiefly being to be imprinted on so you can see how if we lived more in that kind of essence, you're going to raise your children to be divine chiefly beings that could raise society. But then when we narrow ourselves down to just like this English language, it really um, puts us black and white. And I don't want to go too far into all that language too. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, yeah. Just everything that we do in our everyday life, we take for granted is... is yeah, there's more to it and it's having an effect on us consciously. And, like, even this vaccine, I don't know, we're probably going to get censored because of this. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I'll take the vaccine just so I can travel. But I'm like, if you want to have kids, I don't think you should take this vaccine because their number one goal 
in my opinion, this is my opinion. All right, yeah, just, <laughs> just, uh, just, just want to say everyone's entitled to their yeah. own opinion, guys. So, yeah. uh, don't hate, just, uh, you know. I know. No, and if you have anything to say, just hit him up on his, on on the DMs, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but like, the people that run this world, their biggest mission is to smite God's creation, which we are, and. I always ask people this, like, I ask you, what's the number one most thing you're powerful of? I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah, I, people are always going to have different answers, but I always say it comes back to having children, like, it's creation, and you can sit one step under that with another female and create life. What is more powerful than creating life out of nothing? Yeah, that's that's true. Like, I think. There's nothing more powerful. There are people can say like superficial things, but in my opinion, like it all comes down to creating life. And what stems from that, like I said before about um, society and godly values and like what we want our children to be, what legacy we want them to have. When, when you take that away, it's, it's already been going on for decades with what they've been putting in our foods, our water, our vaccines. But... Uh, in my opinion, this one is very... If you want to have kids uh, in the near future, don't take it, no matter what. <laughs> Damn, I better not take this vaccine, man. <laughs> my mom's still waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. That's uh, that's, in, that's scripture. Like, it's just... To me, that if you wanted to smite God's creation, which they're obviously doing, which we are... But I want to travel, man. <laughs> These are the choices <laughs> you have to make, bro. <laughs> if you want to smite God's creation, what better way than to have his beings, which we are, no longer be able to have children? And it reminds me of the movie. I, I don't know if anybody watching, I know more. Watch um, Children of Men. It's got Clive Owen in it. It came out like 10, 15 years ago. It's it's about a 2027 is when it's based on. And it's like no, no one in the world can have children anymore. And it, there, it's just a... What goes on around that? So you think it's going to be like that if once people start taking it? In my opinion, yeah. All right. <laughs> Shit. It's it's just it's weird that it was. I only just looked up the date the other day, but yeah, twenty twenty seven, seven years from now. And this is what the thing is about vaccines. People think it's just like a quick. Oh, there are quick side effects, but when you put into, yeah, you put a lot of things in these vaccines, like aborted. Baby fetus cells. <laughs> we won't get out of that, but that's what's in these vaccines, and they'll clearly tell you that there's all this other shit in there. But yeah, if we're sterile and we can't have children, then we can't be fruitful and multiply. And yeah, fuck, <laughs> that is intense. That's just uh, yeah, a little bit of it. I think that um, I should start asking some questions now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you really are my Kanye West, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get it out. All right, so ten questions. What does a normal day in Damien's life look like? Pre-COVID, it was just so busy. This that everyday grind, but it just got to a point where I think it was around March or April. I was just like, no, nah, I need to change things, and I I just pretty much quit. But before that, I'd already made a connection into CBD oil. Because I've always been into like natural health, natural remedies and that. I haven't seen a doctor in, in like 10 years. Only the time I fell off a scooter in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly <Yeah, I> killed <laughs> myself. <laughs> but 
Um, what was I saying? The question was, <laughs> what's a normal day in your oh, life? Oh yeah, now like? now I've just um, yeah, that, that's my part time brand that I've been working on throughout the year. I've been selling it. I know you've had some. Of, I've been selling um CBD oil. So, so how, if people want want to know more or hit you up about it, do you have a Instagram for that? Yeah, I got my new Instagram page CBD underscore DK. Got to distance myself away from my <laughs> conspiracy theory page, but um. Yeah, it's just being a family man. Um, now we're on holidays. I'm just like enjoying the holidays, and next year I'm just gonna really focus in on um applying CBD that I sell as a brand and as me. And like, I'm all into like juices and like fasting and all that. So just gonna get keep going that in that line of work, and um, yeah, seeing where it really takes me because. That nine to five grind, it really grinds your gears in your mind, in your head, especially so, mine. But the question was, it wasn't about what you're getting. Like it's like if you wake once you wake up every, oh. on on a normal day, what does your day look like? Yeah, well, I get up, I go for a run. Yeah, bloody bit of exercise, <laughs> bloody um, yeah. Uh, sometimes most days I got some sales, so. Either dropping them off or mailbox, and it's been a bit weird with COVID. I don't know. Every day has been a bit different, but yeah, I just work from home these days. So focusing on that, just the family. Um, hasn't been any sport on, so yeah, just been a lot more time at home. <laughs> okay, uh, advice to your younger self: what would what would it, what would it be? Work harder. Work harder. <laughs> um, Train harder. Yeah, train harder. Talent means nothing. No, no, that would be one of the biggest ones. Um, I think it, yeah, probably had, I probably had it a bit too easy growing up. I needed a few more obstacles from the parents, but that's all right. I've, I've learned and I'm going to apply that to my kids and try and get instill that into them so that, uh, yeah, it's just you got to work harder at, yeah, being a better you every day, menta- your mentality my mentality was just all over the shop, but now that I know what I want and I know what I'm going to do, it's just, yeah, work harder at being better each day. Oh, I like that. That's good. Um, so how did COVID affect you? Who, would, who is Damo pre-COVID and who is Damo <laughs> post-COVID? Uh, normal normal before, crazy after. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's good as. Uh, your biggest insecurities for a guy in his 30s these days? Probably, uh, I don't know, fuck. I don't know, I really want to get married. Like, not the whole ceremony thing, but just have that covenant under God with another woman. Yeah, with man. With a woman, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get, yeah, I would really want to just have that strong, steady family. Yeah, man. Me old lady, me old man's hounding me, man. It's, <laughs> it's tough, it's tough, man. That's a tough one. I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, if money wasn't an option, what do you what would you do every day? Oh, just oh, uh, I'm really I really have a simple life. It's yeah. just I, I I just like the simple things, bro. I'd move somewhere a bit warmer, <laughs> wake up, surf, um, eat well, get the exercise done, and then just always working to create better connections and better communities with, especially with the kids these days. So, that, that's what I would want to do, like just 
get to do my shit, get it done in the morning, um, get the family done, and then just spend time creating a better community. How that will unfold, don't know. Um, what keeps you motivated, and what do you do to keep yourself motivated? <coughs> motivated. Um, I I I love to get up early. That's my first picture one. of Dan Andrews <laughs> on your wall. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My first one is getting up early and going for a walk or a run. That motivation to do that. I've lost it a little bit the last couple of weeks because of um, holiday season. But um, that first one for me is getting up early because I don't, I don't really drink or go out unless we have a big occasion like a, a wedding or a birthday or something. But, yeah, just keep me motivated mentally and physically in the morning, especially – and it sets your day up. Okay, uh, Damo, in five years, if everything goes to plan, where do you see it? Where do you see yourself? <laughs> married, heaps of kids. I love having kids. Um, married, heaps of kids. Working from home, bloody. And just, yeah, it's all coming back to family and um, communities. It's funny really focusing on that. All right, um... Advice you'd give to someone that wants to better themselves mentally and physically? <laughs> Read your Bible. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> mentally, I'd say you have to um, don't don't be in like like I was in two worlds or make a decision and stick to it. And if even if it is the wrong one, at least you've um, you've gone down that road. It's it's very easy for us to have our foot in too many things and. Have, so I'd, my my main part would be to just like make a decision and really stick to it and like I like you've done with this like you've just like you know I'm gonna do a podcast just and do it just do it just yes because it's humming and hiring knowing who you are I'd like to see you doing this like I was like far out man that's me because yeah at the start bro it was still of our one just now was still, I was still I was like what what are you talking about <laughs> now I'm just like now I'm in the end I'm like a bit more confident I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah this is easy. Okay, so favorite song of all time? Oh, it's a tricky one because there's heaps. Like, I, I know you know, like, love music, love um, scores, love uh, movies, but these albums of Gangstar, Dead Prez, and Kanye West, and yeah, but the song I went with was. Um, Moment of Truth by Gangstar. And we're just trying this out for the first time. <laughs> Get a bit of a 30-second snippet. Here it is. They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always got to watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible. No plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language. It's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lay tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. It's like Reminds me of um, I got onto that song. <laughs> Go on, yeah. I was sorry. playing um, Dave Mirror Two on PlayStation Two. So I don't know how long ago that was, but I started listening to that song and I listened to that album. Just the lyrics. Brings you back, or oh, but you got to listen to that album. That and Dead Press made like twenty, yeah, twenty years ago, and what they talk about is still relevant today. It's just yeah. All right, so 
that's a pretty cool thing. I'm going to start doing that from yeah. now on, man. I like that. Um, uh, so the last question is, how do you want to be remembered when you're no longer here? Uh, definitely not crazy, Damo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just a... F- uh, I always keep coming back to it. Just a family, man. I just... Yeah, I just love kids. I love trying to teach kids, like, the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I'd love to be remembered as that that family man um, that always search for truth. That, that That's always been my um thing. I've just always wanted to know more, wanted to be better. I wanted to know... Knowledge. The, yeah, just the essence of why we're here. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I've always thought about that stuff and I just wanted to learn as much as I can. I just want to know the truth. I don't, I don't want to know... I don't want to know all these lies. Oh, I don't want to live under all these lies. I want to teach people the truth. <laughs> Whether they want to believe it or not, that's up to them. But oh, And if I am telling the truth, like, you know. Okay, so <laughs> I think that's uh, that's it. But uh, you said for the, for the new year, oh, you want yeah. to do a bit of a giveaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What do we have to do for them to get it? But I'm going to give away a It'll six be mil sample size of um, CBD oil. Yeah, six mil sample size. So we'll put that up. We'll uh, make the my post of the picture of me and you. That'll be the uh, giveaway. What emoji do you want it to be to enter? <laughs> emoji and tag a friend and you have to follow CBD underscore DK. Yeah, put it in the bio or whatever. Yeah, I'll put it all in the bio. And um, yeah, just yeah, just uh, tag, tag someone and... What emoji do you want to put down for it? <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll do uh, I don't know, a doctor. A doctor emoji. Okay, a doctor emoji and tag a friend. Because the doctors won't prescribe this. All right. <laughs> so I think that's it. You want anything, anything, anything else to say? No, we're good, bro. I reckon this is going to be uh, available on you. So happy new year, guys. So uh, all the best this year. <laughs> Shop buzz. Sure. <laughs>